for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, December 2nd, 2014. This is episode 141, take two of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evening, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. That's where you can join us here. Matt Lee, it's Eric Finkenbro. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Just hanging out. A little cold, but it's cool. That is cool. Nick Carroll also joining us. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Glad to be back with you with some audio. Uh, let's see. Let's start things off. You guys want to mention uh, some lollipop updates? Uh, each of you, I believe, uh, got your your updates. Eric, you wanna you wanna start us off there with the shield? Sure. Yeah, the Nvidia Shield LTE version. Um, sitting at the airport, ready to go on this little vacation, and uh, got the lollipop update. As you can see, all beautiful and lollipopish. Um, uh, just. I had a few. What the hell did I just do? I launched something. Um, a few thoughts on it. Um, I gotta say, I'm I'm not sold on the uh, not sold on the material design. Like I, it's okay. I guess I guess that it looks nice, but I kind of dig the, um, you know, like the aesthetics of Jelly Bean a little bit more, um, and. Uh, also, like the the way that the I'm trying to get back to it now, but the way that the um, the launcher looks, I just I don't like it that much. So like if you watch here, so if we go to the if we tap the launcher, if we tap the launcher. There we go. Like it's sort of like a white box inside of inside of the screen. Like it doesn't take up the whole screen. Um, I don't know. I just I don't like necessarily the way that it looks in comparison to like 4.4. Um, is that is that because you're just not used to it yet? No, no, it's it's completely functional. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I just do not like the way it looks. Um, the, the only other thing, and I think this is more of what you just said, that maybe I'm just not used to it, is how the notifications work. You swipe from the top, and before you knew that if you, sw- if you swiped on a big screen from the... Uh, time from like the clock side, it would pull down uh, like settings and things like that. And if you swipe down from the other side, it would bring down your notifications. Now, if you just swipe anywhere and it pulls down from the middle your notifications, and then you swipe again and it pulls down your settings. That I do think is nicer. Um, I'm just not used to it yet. Sure. So. Um, and it does, I mean, these not- are, th- there's nothing, I mean, like telephones, stuff like that throughout history, are, like things that people use every day in a specific way that it gets so ingrained into your brain as like muscle memory that when something changes, it's very abrupt, right? And it takes, it takes a lot of like really focused thinking to, to break that habit. Like I moved the trash can at work. I'm still going to where it used to be. 
You think your phones, like how often do you use your phones? I mean, like if you're like me, I keep my I keep my home screen the same. Like this home screen setup has followed me from my Galaxy Nexus, really. And so when something changes like that, you have to really think about it to to get your brain to, you know, recreate those pathways to then make the new way in your muscle memory. Yeah. I don't I don't mind the look of it so much, but I do I'm not a fan of being unable to change like the look of some things. Like when you pull up the app menu, it's got that white background and at night it's pretty bright. So that to me that's one of my biggest thing. I'd like there to be a dark version or the ability to change the color of that. It, it would be nice if some of these elements uh would be changeable essentially or whatever, adjustable. <laughs> you know what's interesting is that and I really haven't seen anybody talk about this, the default launcher is, you know, it's very basic. It's one home screen. Um, yeah. You don't have an option to add another home screen until you, like, in, like until you start installing apps. Like, it, it, will add, it will add another home screen automatically. But what Google seems to have abandoned or have, they have not made it the default um, is the Google Now launcher. Um, the Google, like, the thing that they came out with, I think with, with Jelly Bean, um, maybe KitKat, yeah. where you swipe, to the, you swipe over to the left screen and it is your Google Now feed. It, that is non-existent. That's the one they yeah. put out in the Play Store, right? You're talking about that? Like the yeah. actual launcher that they made oh. is not on there? Yeah, well, when you download the update, like for me, my Nexus 7, the original tablet, when I downloaded... The over-the-air update, and when it first got set up, the Google Play or Google Now Launcher was actually on there, but it wasn't the default app. It was just something called Launcher, which was the old old launcher that we use with ice cream sandwich and jelly bean or whatever. But uh, the Google Now Launcher is something you can at least download for free, you know, off the Play Store, uh, unless you're lucky enough to have it on the device. Like I didn't wipe my device. I basically did the over-the-air update. And it left that Google Now launcher on it, but it was not the default at that point. I had to choose it. So that's what happened to me on my update. So if you have so, it installed, when you hit yeah. home, it'll do that thing where it's like, yo, you have two. You need to pick which one. And then you can yeah. set whichever one to be your, your default at that point. That's what it did for mine when it did the right. over there update. And actually, one of the things I wanted to mention, when I did that on my Nexus 7 tablet, my original one, it was janky and super laggy from the beginning as soon as I had Lollipop. And I, and I lived with that for about a week. And at, at that point in time, I'd returned back to, to work. So I worked an entire week, didn't really get a chance to play with it. Well, the, the next day that I had off, I said, screw it. I'm, I'm going to do something about it. So I ended up having to factory reset this, this uh, tablet. And then, and actually, ironically, I paired it with my Nexus 4, so I did the tap-to-go process and restore it that way, and that made it much better. But for me, the over-there update to Lollipop really screwed things up for my tablet, and it was practically unusable. Like I would hit an app and wait like 20 seconds, and then it would load. <laughs> you know, a whole bunch of bad things were happening on it. I just, I, it was really, really painful. So, You know, I don't know if I put it in the show notes, um, but I came across a few stories this week. Uh, we talked last week about the Nexus 10 getting the Lollipop update, and there were a few stories saying that some users, it was really screwing up their Nexus 10, and they had to do factory resets yeah. to the point that they were losing audio or you know just really you know messed up things. Yeah. Um, 
I would like turn it from portrait to landscape and wait and wait and wait. And like 15 seconds later, oh, there you go. <laughs> really bad. So it's like the the thing when you upgrade Windows. <laughs> like you should probably just format that shit and start over because yeah. you might uh, get a ghost they in the machine. The Windows Millennium or something. Yeah. yeah right. Well, the um, I have to say the upgrade from the NVIDIA side was easy. It was great, no problems. Um, they they obviously had customized their you know like the the Android update mechanism a little bit. Um, you know, it had options that you you know that you really don't see. Um, the normal like check now for an update had like a little box for if you want to participate in beta updates. And then when it when it downloaded, like the things just looked looked different. Um, but I mean, once it was installed, no problems with Lollipop. Um, you know, I just went about my uh, went about my day. Yeah, I guess maybe the issue for me was like I've had this since you know August of 2012, and I've literally just updated and updated and updated. I haven't had to wipe it or do anything with it. So maybe just the accumulation of all the old files. I don't know. It was just really weird, but it was running great under KitKat. But the OTA upgrade uh, to Lollipop was really bad on this. I had a couple people, like I made a video on this, posted on a couple Google Plus communities, and had a couple people basically say that they had the similar issue, and Factory Reset solved it for them. And one person Factory Reset it after a video, and that helped him. But uh, but that's apparently not the case for everyone. A number of people, like yourself, they do the update and it runs just fine. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Yeah. Take your old hardware and go home, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, KitKat, uh, it's the end of the year. Go over just some quick numbers here. Uh, let's see. Jellybean in the lead still, 48% of all devices. And this is this is from, like, the developer dashboard. So it's basically what do they do, like a snapshot of, like, a week or two weeks or something of all the traffic that hits the Play Store. And uh, you can you can see, like, what's what's what basically uh froyo still hanging in there with half a percent is that right 0.5 percent yeah half a percent that's pretty sweet who i don't (laughs) care how i want to know who i want names i want email addresses i want to talk i want to get them on the show and be like hi it's 2014. We'll put, what we'll are put you the doing? NSA on that task. I'm sure they'll get that information to us pronto. We just want the metadata. Just yeah. Uh, nine... Guys, can we can we have a moment of silence for for Honeycomb? For the half. <laughs> oh, for the also yes. For the I mean, half... Honeycomb's not even on this list anymore, um, and it makes me very sad. So just a little bring it bring it in. Yeah, are any of the tablets that had that are even operational at this point? That may be the the issue, actually. A lot of the $10 tablets at this point. You need to get that Transformer Prime, and you need to factory reset it to Honeycomb, and you need to bring Honeycomb back to the list. (laughs) No, so we're going to go on eBay and get Motorola Zooms in the box, (laughs) like the new in the box, like they found in that Best Buy. Oh, man. 10 bucks a pop. Limit. So There's no limit. You can have tablets. You can have all of them. <laughs> yeah, just take them. Whatever happened to the Zyboard? Like, did that suffer the same fate? Like, why couldn't Motorola make good tablets? It's just like, hey, take your Droid X and make it like ten inches, right? Like, it's not that hard. I mean, I would assume the the hard part is getting all that components 
componentry small enough to get in. Like, you got room. Spread that shit out. <laughs> yeah. They just failed. Wow. I mean, failed. Like, do they even make tablets anymore? It's Not crazy. Really. But <laughs> we, we might see that. I mean, new owners, um, they're getting through the, you know, the lineup. Um, we might start seeing. There's there's no reason why they wouldn't go back to tablets. I it, don't think it'd be cool. I mean, Lenovo, like this this all in one I'm using here for Hangouts. Like it'd be cool if they would just make that dual boot Android and then make it like you know ten pounds lighter, <laughs> so I can bring well, it with me. Well, I know the last couple of years it's been hard for anyone other than Samsung to really make a successful tablet. You know, a lot of the budget ones were underpowered and pretty low quality. Asus and, and Acer did all right though, didn't they? Those ta- yeah. I saw a lot of those in the wild. I think they even had a an Intel powered tablet and one that was at a four four by three aspect ratio. So Acer's actually been playing around with different uh, tablet types, Android tablet types, but it's been really hard for a lot of them. And really, you know, once the the original Nexus Seven came out and to some extent the Nexus Ten, it like kind of blew the doors open in the Android you know market space for for these kind of tablets. But how do you compete with you know two hundred dollar Nexus Seven? You know. It's really hard with a substandard three hundred, three hundred fifty dollar tablet to compete. You know? Right. So a lot of those didn't sell well. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, let's see, ice cream sandwich, uh, seven point eight percent. Jelly bean in all of its versions and glory, uh, twenty one, twenty, and seven percent for four three, which is weird. So most of them still on four point one. And then 4.2 with the least amount on 4.3. Oh, probably because everyone skipped 4.3, right? And just went straight to 4.4, 33.9% for KitKat. Yeah, my wife's S3 is on still on 4.4 right now, 4.4.2 right now. So that's that's pretty good for a phone that came out a couple years ago that isn't a Nexus. Right. And if you add up all the Jelly Bean shares, it's 48.7, which they say is down from 50.9% last month. So, and yeah, reminding us that gingerbread way back in 2010. <laughs> uh, awesome. So, yeah. And then we'll throw a link to the developer dashboard in the show notes so you can check it out if you're curious. I'll throw a link to it in the chat right now. That's why you would want to watch live. Get those links. Get them while they're hot. So, uh, let's see. Speaking of pouring out a little liquor for dead things, Trapster calling it quits. Now, is that because nobody wanted to buy them because Waze got bought and Waze... Like, Trapster, if I remember right, was, like, way back before Waze or any of this was, like, a program that would let you report speed traps, accidents, or I don't even know if they did accidents. Wasn't it just speed traps, right? Speed traps, yeah. And then Waze came out and did, like, that and a whole bunch of other stuff without Mm -hmm. buying Trapster, without, like, that would have been the, that's how I thought this would have gone down had I been asked back in 2010 or whatever when when they did this is that Waze buys Trapster, takes all that data, pours it into Waze, and then Google, seeing how awesome Waze is now with all of this, purchases, and here we are hard today. Well, well I think nope. Nokia is the one that bought it, and uh, you know they have their own own service called Here, Here Maps, so maybe they integrated that into that. You know, was, I didn't even, that's interesting. Ever since Waze came out, I never even messed, I installed Trapster and never went back. I didn't even know Nokia purchased it. 
And it looks like uh, the article here says they failed to provide any significant updates as competing services like Waze start seeing more traction. Makes sense. I mean, you do that one thing, and I, I don't know, it, it's only as good as, you know, the users that are reporting it. It didn't have any, like, automatic data that I am aware of. Maybe it did, of, like, here's cop cop routes. I mean, you don't publish that, right? Like, but... <laughs> Yeah, the Nokia employees would install Waze. And then they would just copy, <laughs> copy them over. Where is everything today? Ah, an accident oh, on the i5. Yeah. Yeah, it was bought by Nokia's Navtech division. I, I have to think that they, they probably bought it just for patents or something and just let it die in the vine. I like, um, I like the first comment. It says, if it alerted about DUI checkpoints, I almost think it's good it's gone. <laughs> You know these Shut people up, are just so stupid. That's right. You, are you are you really? You're gonna be so wasted. You're, that you hold think, on, oh, you guys. Hold on. I, hold on. I got. I got to pull out. I, hold on. I gotta see if there's a checkpoint up here because I I'm, I shouldn't be driving. Hold on. Yeah, it's it's more likely that sober people just didn't want to get harassed by the police, so they so they pull out trapster. Um, all these, you know. Idiots that are in here saying, "Oh, it's a good thing if you're drunk, we shouldn't have enough." That yeah, right. Checkpoints deer, are. Deer, 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 deer. F off. I used it when I because I drive for a living, so it was cool to see where I could speed and where I couldn't. But again, it was only as useful as the people using it, and there were not very many people using it here. So, yeah, no, no pivot. And more people than no. Nope. people use ways where you are, right? Yeah, there was a lot more Waze data. Yeah, than I mean, Trapster. you know, Trapster was a little bit more of a fringe use, and Waze is just some right. multi-purpose. I mean, you can use it, you know, and really, if you're interested in, in traffic, most likely it's going to be when you're sober. Oh, got to go to work. Or, oh, getting off of work. Where's the nearest bar? Yeah, or that huge fleet of delivery drivers in the world, you know, or whatever. Where's the pileup? Who had the meth bust on the highway? That's right. <laughs> These things. <laughs> These things you need to know when living life on the open road, you know? Like, it gets crazy out there sometimes. You don't know. Hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. Stone Tether Kickstarter here. Uh, the smallest tracking device at long range, they say here. Uh, out of trying to get 15 grand, you know, just, just need a little seed money. Just, 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 just a little, a little, little change, change. A little pocket change for me. Uh, ten days to go. Two hundred fifty-three thousand three hundred sixty-one pieces of pocket change. So yeah, I'm already sold on the idea because I know, particularly my wife. You know, a lot of times keys are in one place, phones in the other. Not often do they meet. <laughs> you know, so uh, I can certainly see us getting one of those in the future. So. Well, I, I find it amazing. Like, they're using Bluetooth. Yeah, assuming it works, this could all be, you know, So what BS. is it, to break it down what it does. We're, like, talking about it, but we haven't actually said what it does. So it's, it's, a, it's a Yeah, it's, it's a rock. And if you it's lose it, somebody throws the rock at it's you. It's a so rock you know with it. a string attached to it. <laughs> cool. Like Charlie Brown saying it's a rock. I'm sorry, go on. No, no. I want to make it's, that it's now and start a Kickstarter for it. It's going to be a rock with a string, and we'll have, you know, different lengths. Like, are you going on a short trip, a medium trip, or a long trip? And then you can put your, you know, that's 
That's a good idea. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of great ideas coming out of this show. So. Internet, you can have that one. Yeah, that's that's for you. No charge. Um, no charge. All right, back back to business, you uh, idiots. Little stone tether, little little thing about yay big. It looks like a little square. Put it on a keychain, or apparent according to them, you can put it in your kid's pocket, which I find a little creepy. Yeah, slip uh, it in your kid's pocket is what they say. You just yeah, slip it pretty, in your yeah. kid's backpack and then track the holy living crap out of them. Thanks, mom. Yeah, they will never have like mommy or daddy issues after that ever. That'll be fine. Yeah, it's that. So that part's a little unsettling, but it's it works off of Bluetooth. They're saying Bluetooth plus some proprietary you know crap that they do um, that allows it to have up to five hundred feet of range. Whoa! So, and and it and you can also cause it to make an like an uh, audible alert. Um, so if your keys are on the couch and your phone takes you to the couch, you can hit the button and it'll make a noise. You can actually find the keys. Um, yeah, so that that's it. And it yeah. looks like the they're twenty bucks a piece at this point if you get in on the special pricing, which is a little pricey for yeah. for a keychain. But I do like its size. I don't know how long it's supposed to last or how you recharge it. You know how that works. I didn't notice when I was looking through through the page. But, you know, it looks like a, a pretty decent item that's not too big. I mean, biggest fear that I've always had about putting a lot of stuff in my keychain is just making it weigh so down. We had a car many years ago where my wife's keychain was so big, it basically, over time, wore down the ignition, whatever you call it. And like, oh, <laughs> from all start. the weight? So like, yeah, you're not supposed to have, like, a bunch of weight, I've heard. I'm not a yeah. mechanic, but <laughs> I've heard. But this looks pretty pretty slim and lightweight. And from the video I saw and the, the pictures, it looks like it would be next to nothing. So It is kind of eerie, though. It's, it's like, to be clear, we're not the first to help find and locate lost items. But, when, yeah. but we are when it comes to our unparalleled range of 500 feet. Here's, here's the part. Imagine being able to track anything from eight houses down the street. Like... Your neighbor's wife, eight houses down. Like, I, it, that seems kind of... Uh, I get the use, but it's kind of... It, I see a lot of misuse in the near future with these. Yeah, no, that, That's have... actually a great idea, Nick. Or not Nick, Matt. For, for your midnight rendezvous. <laughs> right. You just, just do the audible alarm. Meet me at the tether. <laughs> oh, coming from the bushes. You're getting warmer. If you could pair what? the... Here, Trapster, here's what you take. Take your developers, right? I got, I got something for you to make. You take Tinder, okay, and you pair it with this, this here, right? So you have, you, this will basically eliminate Craigslist missed connections because whenever you see that person in the trade, you just like drop one of those in their purse. Problem Perfect. solved. <laughs> Call it Tinder stones. Hashtag <laughs> Tinder stone gate. <laughs> You pair this with Uber. Let's see. How many companies can we get in on this? This will be good. Man. Can I can I take us out to, you said Uber, just real quick, sidebar. I've been using Uber here. That's a fantastic service. Really? I'm really, yeah. Clearly you're not a female. 
Who's Why? been? What do who's, you mean? Clearly, you're not a female who's been attempted raped by her Uber driver or something. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I've heard a Jesus. lot of a lot of that back and forth in the in the media lately about you know really yeah and then Uber and Lyft and and the, I mean it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole reality all... show waiting to get made for real. I have to think that that's bullshit. That it's just the taxi companies like stirring up these and stories. And that's what some because... people, yeah, yeah. So that's and that's like, who do you who do you believe? You know, but I we had we had really nice drivers. I I think we probably used Uber twelve times in Warsaw, and I I was talking to the you know to the first few, just saying like you know, hey, so what do you think about it? Do you like this? Were you a taxi driver before? And you know, some of them were just like, hey, you know, this I make money on the weekends because I'm bored just sitting around the house anyway. But others said, "Hey, this is great. I get like nice. I get nice clientele because you know there are people that have smartphones and want to use Uber, and they're not drunk and throwing up in my car. So it's a win-win for everybody, I guess. But the like the Android app for this is is really nice. Um, you know, just like the ability it comes up with a map, and then it's just like, okay, where do you, you have a pin that says where you want them to pick you up, where you want to go." estimates the fare. Um, yeah, when I was in DC, I used some taxi apps as well, and uh, nothing came close to to the Uber uh, to the Uber app. So kind of a neat neat service, um, and it's available on Android. So there's the connection. Did you Sorry ask? That, <clears throat> no, that's cool. Did you ask your Uber driver if he was approached by Lyft? Or no, wait, it's the other way around. Did you <laughs> you didn't try Lyft? I don't know that Lyft is in Warsaw. Probably not. And I will say it it is oh one thing it shows you then it shows you a picture, the name of your driver and the driver's license. Right. And not the the um the the car, the license plate so you can find the find the car. Um but I think Lyft like does that weird thing where they have giant mustaches on the front. <laughs> um <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, that, that awesome. made it a little easier. That would have made it easier to find the cars, so, uh, especially in heavy traffic. Embai yeah. in, in the chat uh, asked about the tile app. Uh, is is that not the same thing as what we're kind of seeing here with the stone tether? Uh, did you did you look at that? It wouldn't load for me, probably because I had no yeah. script on. It looks almost exactly the same. Um, however, uh, when you when you look into the the information on it, the range is only a hundred feet. So I I think that's you know this this could be the reason why they said you know, lots of other companies do this but ours has has the range that none of them have. Yeah, Motorola has something called a Keylink that they're selling for twenty five dollars. It's it's very similar, although I don't know the range on that. I'm actually looking at their page real quick to see so if I see it, and I'm not. That while you're looking that up, oh, hundred feet away. Yeah, Motorola Keylink is also hundred feet so away. What so what is what is Stone Tether doing that's giving them the extra four hundred feet? Are they're pairing it with some sort of like Wi-Fi Direct, which is giving them more distance? Like I don't understand how that works. Yeah, because Bluetooth LE four LE is around the hundred foot range, if I remember. So yeah, whatever they're doing, unless they're using a really powerful transmitter or something, but, <laughs> it just uh, melts. Feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There you are. You can see by the glow of the radiation. <laughs> Eight houses <Yeah>. down. <laughs> Oh, fun! It's that thing in the Martian that just heats up. They yeah, that the, what's that pocket. called? The yeah, I forget what it's called. I've already I I finished that book and started reading this other one, but 
Yeah, the thing that's just like literally radiation in a box. <laughs> like it just yeah. emits heat from it's a little uh power amplifier, a little power thing that generate it generates like a hundred watts, but then the rest is just burned off in heat and it's like constantly Yeah. Good book. We uh we'll 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 do uh, another book pick at the at the end of the show since I finished that and started uh, a new one. Uh, anything else on Stone Trekker that we want to discuss? Looks interesting, and the the biggest selling point is that range. So it'll be interesting to see what 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 causes that. So if it works or if it chips, we'll see. If yeah. it if it actually yeah right. Oh, and you were you were asking about the battery. It uses the CR twenty sixteen, so battery life is a year, and then you can just replace it. Ah, cool. Yeah, that's your standard CMOS battery, right? The little. Uh, uh... Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. In a in a BIOS, CMOS. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, um. So it'll run out of energy, and then it'll forget the time. Right, and then it'll flash twelve. <laughs> Eight houses down. Uh, MB says uh, just a uh, proprietary antenna and power delivery. It's all they say. So, um, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see if, I wonder if it's one of those things like you're saying, it, maybe it just won't come out. They're thinking they can get 500 right now. We only have a hundred, but as soon as the new Bluetooth comes out, we'll have 500. It's, I, I think that I kind of feel like it, it will come out. Just given the fact that they only asked for fifteen thousand dollars, which right. tells me that they probably only want to pay for like they, 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 everything's probably nailed down. They just yeah. need to be able to pay for the ramp up and the uh, fulfillment. Um, so, because I mean, once it's on Kickstarter, it's not Indiegogo. So once you complete a Kickstarter, there's more strings attached to you actually needing to complete, you know, give people what they ordered. Yeah, 15000 if you charge $20 per 750 devices. So they probably have maybe blocks of 1000 or so that they, they pay it's, for. It's not Wi-Fi. Like, I'm looking through the facts here, and it really, like, it's how do you achieve a distance of 500 feet? And they say it's simple. We use a proprietary antenna and power delivery system. Almost no other tracker previously released uses an antenna. So that antenna is able to amplify... The Bluetooth signal, 500 feet? Because then under that, it says what technology does it use, and it says Bluetooth low energy 4.0, like, and that's it. So it's not interesting doubling it or bridging it or anything. It's they, they may be like using different bands, essentially. They may be using slightly different frequencies or something. I don't know. That would be interesting to find out yeah. how that works. Some, I want to well, see it's... a teardown of this thing, like ripped apart. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, too. You know, <clears throat> So let's say the stone can... Can can do that. How does your phone get that range? Um, it because need if to. you're if you're able to give it an audible alert, does that audible alert work at 500 feet, yeah, or it is it just that the? I don't think it needs to, right? Your phone is just receiving that signal. From, from what I did, did see like, on the on the little video, there's a map, so it'll also point you in the direction. So even if you can't hear it, it'll point you where it's at, and it'll show you on the map hmm. where it's at. So. Well, Matt, no, you would. I, I get what you're saying that it just needs to receive. But if you are sending, if you are t- trying to tell it to make a sound, that is you transmitting to the device. But your so, phone's not telling it to make. Well, we'll have to. We're just speculating. We'll have to see when it actually comes out. It may not ever come yeah. out. But yeah, that is interesting. 
Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's see. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Sprint <laughs> and AT&T. Or no, Sprint will cut your bill in half from AT&T or Verizon. Now, what is this giant paragraph of, of tiny print here? <laughs> the So the way that this works is that let's say that you pay $140 a month for, I don't know, 10 gigabytes of data um, for you and your girlfriend um, and uh, unlimited talk and text. Sprint will say, okay, if you come over to us, you have to give us your phones. You know, that's the Whoa. thing that they're doing. Whoa. No. <laughs> well, no, hold on. Hold on. So which, the idea being that your phone probably won't work with Sprint anyway. Right. So you, you give up the phone. They, they pay off your early termination fee. And your bill that used to be $140 becomes $70 a month. They match your they match your data. So if you had 10 gigs of data before, you have 10 gigs now. And regardless of what you had with talk or text, you get unlimited talk and text. And this is for as long as you stick with the plan, you keep you keep that price. Um, so it, if you if you're only for paying how long? 80 bucks a month for how long? For like two months, and then it goes up to like no. double. Like what for is as long as you what keep is the, the catch, Eric? What is the catch? For as long as you keep the plan. Now the catch could be mm-hmm. that when you mm-hmm. up, when you like change out phones after two years, that something changes. Oh, um, but even even if that's the case, you have gotten two years of half. Well, that's true. Actually, here's a catch, and I'll just kind of let you guys know the catch Burst is that bubble, Nick. Burst it. You're on the Sprint network. Oh, oh, oh! Definitely the catch. Oh! Sorry. Damn. Oh, wow. That's that's damn. That is You know it, it's highly dependent catch. on where you live. We don't even yes, have a sprint is. network here. That is the craziest catch ever. You're not you are not the target audience. Shut up, Matt. Eric. You live on a mountain. There's a glacier near you. It's this is not for you. This is Your roommates are penguins. I do have AT and T or Verizon though, which I was gonna say. If we did have Sprint, could I just go to them and be like, "I have unlimited text data, all that for like a hundred dollars a month." So now my bill well, is fifty a month. And let me, yeah, well, let me also put this in context. Like, I live in Houston. We're in a fairly metro- metropolitan area, even where we're at. And my wife uses, you know, a, a Sprint uh, MVNO, and her her coverage is is fairly spotty. So even in a relatively large city, at least in my experience, we've used Sprint off and on, either Sprint itself or an MVNO later on, and we've always had spotty coverage. So that, that's the thing. So if you're a Verizon customer and you want to save money and move over to Sprint, the key would be finding out if you're actually going to get coverage, even if they're in the area, because obviously they're going to put you know, these retail establishments or Sprint stores in an area where they actually have coverage. But how well is that covered? So you need to be able to test it out. So that that would be my my caution is, hey, you know, this may very well be a good deal, and if Sprint has good coverage and you actually save money, they're going to pay all this for you. I think that's well well worth it. But the, but the criticism Sprint has always had, as far as long as I know, has been that coverage and the the signal strength, even in areas where the where they are. So, but they have been getting better. It's just a matter of 
if it is right for you. So. Yeah, I think most carriers nowadays still, <clears throat> excuse me, if you ask them, will let you test out a service for a week up to 30 days without actually having to get into a contract. So um, that's probably not a bad idea. Or you can check out an MVNO, like uh, what you were talking about, Nick. Just go with an MVNO that runs off of a Sprint network. Is that Republic see, Wireless see Drink? Republic Wireless mm -hmm. Drink? Mm -hmm. My wife's that's one of them. Yeah, my wife's using Virgin Mobile, I think. So mm -hmm. I think that's what, I think that's what she's using. It's almost, I'm just like reading through this, it kind of reminds me of a cult where they're like, all right, so you will be taking your old phones now. You won't ever be needing those again because, you know, you're ours now. You're not going to switch Take back. these sandals and, and this yeah, robe. And this robe. And actually, I always thought Verizon and Sprint had similar bands so that in theory you could somehow use a phone that was on Verizon, but I, I guess maybe that's not the case. That's outside of my area of you know knowledge and experience, but... uh. I don't. I don't think that's how it works, dude. <laughs> you, maybe. Well, I, always thought, I always thought like AT and T and uh, T Mobile were were used a lot of the same bands, but Verizon and Sprint used a lot of the same bands. At least that's what I thought. Was but... Sprint CDMA? Yeah. Yes. I wonder if that's why we never got it here because they already had all the CDMA stuff, so there wasn't room. Because the only way AT and T came in <clears throat> is they bought uh, what was it, Altel. They had some towers around here because they bought some local provider that like put the towers there. You know, it was like one of those things, and then they they moved in. But yeah, haven't seen any other any other choice. Yeah, I you know the the whole thing with CDMA of how it's uh, you know it's all software based. Um, I think that from a technical standpoint, um, at least some of the newer phones. Um, from Sprint to Verizon could work on either or. Uh, it would just be a it would be a matter of the carrier themselves um, programming the IMEI number, I believe, into their system and allowing it um, and making the software available if there's you know any tweaks that need to happen. Um, I threw a link into the chat if anybody's interested for cellular mm. frequencies and shows what the uh, frequencies are for all the major u.s carriers were you correct <clears throat> looks like it good deal uh this is kind of while we're talking about carriers um i'll the this article on forbes uh, I, I, it kind of reminds me of carrier iq but in a different kind of sense uh it is a company uh, that is developing some stuff for carriers to be able to... And if you watch the video, it's very, very eerie. Uh, the company's called Digital Turbine. The service is called Ignite. And, like, the lady's voice about how she's telling you that you can pre and post load apps on your customer phone like she just sounds way too enthusiastic about like completely destroying your privacy um we could put the audio of the video we'll just put a link to it though because it, it is like an infomercial for for this uh service but basically yeah any any they have a, a list of uh carriers that are on board basically all of them uh verizon t-mobile like there's there's it's like one of those powerpoint slides from when prism came out the nsa stuff that showed all the companies with their crappy clip it's one it's that basically 
This may be the NSA. I don't know. <laughs> um, I can see this being being useful in very, very few cases. Very, very few, few. right? Like a jitterbug for your grandparents, maybe, where, <laughs> uh, it looks like you got some more malware on there. Let me uninstall that and let me give you my malware instead. Well, even, even something like Republic Wireless, like if... You know, if you have a if you have a service that is dependent on an application, um, you know, if, if for some reason the system update mechanism won't work for you, having an option to to get that to get that app update loaded onto your customers' phones is good. Um, but that is that is like the that is like the furthest you know. Example. That's the fringe example. I can't think of many others where this. Makes no, this sense. is to get. To push apps on there to get rev- uh, ad revenue. That's all. It, like it's it's a complete. I, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's gonna give you performance enhancements. It says oh, in yeah. air quotes. It, it just sounds like an intelligent way uh, to introduce adware. Yeah, to, that's to what device, it is. So. That's all it is. So I just wanted to mention that I thought it was kind of interesting that you know this is. This is going down, and it does say I'm predict those that this gets hacked and is used as a way to deliver malware to people. It already does, basically. Well, well, malware that your that your carrier does not want you to have. Oh, right. Because I'm sure they completely vet all of these fourth party processors that they're going to use, right? Matt, you have no proof they don't stop it. You have You're no proof they do. Lies. You have no proof they do. That's fud. It is. We have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Do we? Do we, we though? Have to trust you know, everybody. though. You know, you know we trust how, everybody. You know how we were talking about how nobody really has a reason to root anymore unless, you know, you're writing about or doing that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. rooted, this probably isn't going to affect you because you're running custom ROM. So, mm, mm. so, a little something to think about. If you get an update, and this uh, the article on Forbes here says that some users have as recently as this week claimed that they were pushed updates called DT underscore Ignite for, quote, performance enhancements. The update apparently asked for permission to access almost any part of the phone's system, making it not just annoying, but also potentially dangerous. So. Now I'm checking to see if that's installed. <laughs> A little thud. Might be. Sounds like... Sounds like what? Nope, all clear. All right, are, oh. are, are we good? All clear? Yeah, we're good. Okay. No problems. So keep keep an eye out for that lovely little piece of goodness, and definitely check out the video. Like it's it's the it's the worst like quick sell ever. Like imagine you're the CEO of a carrier, and they come in and they're like, "You are gonna love this. Check this out." Hey, boss, look what I found. So you're telling me this basically gives me full access to uh, all of my customers' devices? I'm in. (laughs) Sold. All right, uh, let's see. We've got about 10 minutes left. What do you guys, any articles you really wanted to get to before we wrap this up? Eric, you want to pick? I want to talk about the Razer Naboo. Mm. Another fitness tracker. Yeah, it's 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 another sort wearable. of like the yeah another wearable. It's sort of like the Fitbit um, or the uh, 
Jawbone up um, in that it does like uh, it does fitness tracking, sleep tracking, um, but this also does notifications, so more like Android Wear. Um, but it's it's just a very simple band, uh, thin, um, you know, thin little uh, looks like LCD display that gives you your data or your notifications. Um, so this was one that we weren't quite sure it was going to come out, um, but they've they've done a what um, what Shane Brady, formerly of Attack of the Androids, would call a soft launch um, of 5,000 units, and you had to like do some stupid you know post on some stupid forum to get an invite to buy one. It was kind of dumb, um, but in any case, it actually looks like a nice little piece of uh, piece of hardware. Um, yeah. Yeah, the interesting thing for me is they call it a social smart band. And, uh, you know, I watched the video earlier. I didn't quite catch how, how it was social, but I, I saw one one, cl one clip where it's like, hey, this person has this interest and they're wearing this band. This person over here in the nightclub has this set of interests and they're wearing this band and somehow it... Well, it's social in the sense that if, if I'm wearing a band and you're wearing a band and we decide to, um, like, shake hands, we can share, like, our contact information, things like that. What? Um, just by, yeah. By slamming um, bracelets together? Well, the time. example they use is uh, a high five with another Nabu user can exchange Facebook, Twitter, what? or WeChat contact information. What? I do like how they have Gordon Freeman in here, if you look yeah. at the, the little ticker here. It'll say something. Isn't that that was the character's name from Half Life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gordon Freeman. Yeah, yeah. yeah watch. Here well, it is a, a, PC, a PC accessory and Wait manufacturer you know, razor, so I'm sure uh, they've sure. got similar. And then yeah, yeah the see, other thing shows, I found like, interesting messed... was uh, oh, actually, I just lost it. Anyways, go on, guys. There it is. <laughs> just there, it is. there it is. Gordon. Gordon Freeman raid is on at nine sharp. Nice. <laughs> awesome. So it's sold out, so that's cool. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, the other thing, oh, the other thing was it was advertised as a, <laughs> some sort of a assistant, so like some sort of a personal assistant, so that's kind of cool. Jeffers Morning, Eric. <laughs> Do you see Envision well, here? There's 5,000 units. They should be, and it's 5,000 units right now, but it's only in the medium-large size. Um they're supposed to be coming out with more. I, I think they just wanted to be able to say launched before Christmas, so that way they could you know capture that. I saw, and I don't know if it's real or not, but did you see that that little video that showed a user in the tub with a bracelet on and it was projecting their Android screen on the <sighs> like that wasn't real, right? I'm pretty sure that wasn't real, but I don't know. That that company, so I, I almost put that you know in, what? The, in the doc. Okay, I couldn't find it again. I'm, like, searching for Android bathtub. <laughs> like, I don't know what to, to even search for. No, that's that's the HTC camera you're looking for. Ah, um, ah, yes, <laughs> the re. The Periscope. <laughs> the periscope. Um, so this, this company is... The, uh, these articles came up with a company. This company is like, listen, we... We have this technology, and it's a bracelet with a Pico projector, and it projects onto your onto your forearm, and then you can you you know you could use touch touch on the picture, and it will act like and you know it's like a phone. Um, 
their whole thing was well, we don't want to use you know the we don't want to use Kickstarter or anything like that you know we um, but you're free to donate to us like mm. it's not you're not going to get anything but you can give us money if that's you a want. good deal so I'll give you money and then you'll make more of these cool videos of people using their forearms in the tub. Yeah, well, and then, and then that's worth it. You know, some people were looking into it and were like, "Well, listen, you guys did an Indiegogo campaign before that didn't turn out for shit." For so, what? For the same thing? Yeah. Oh, how long ago? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I don't have it either. If I, I will look it up in the sh- when I'm doing show notes um, and post those in there. Um, but. I looked at it, I'm like, I don't really want to propagate this story on Attack of the Androids. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. It seemed like bullcrap. Yeah, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, what is this? And I, I don't know, I was watching, uh, I can't even think of the name of the show, but they had a suit, and in the suit there was like a computer wherever continuum. you wanted it. And so... Continuum. Yeah, Continuum, thank you. I, I stopped watching that show after, like, season three. But, yeah, I always thought that was kind of a cool idea. Like, anywhere you had clothing there, you could project your... And then me and Ant, when we did CES a couple years ago, we did the whole T- uh, Texas Instruments tour, and they were showing us all of their cool new little HDMI Pico projectors. And it's like, man, you could almost do something like that if you strapped it into a waterproof thing. But the the feedback, that's where you're going to have the problem, right? Like, a projector is just that. It's just showing you shit. You're not, like, interacting with the light, and it knows that you just tap something. Like, that's a well, whole other technology. If it's, yeah, it, it'd be two technologies. And I'm guessing that's the part they don't have. <laughs> well, if the video is real, which I, I think Microsoft showed off something similar to this a few years ago, where it just uses like a motion tracker. So it's not right. the fact that you are pressing on a button where it's showing you on the projector is meaningless. But it knows based on the motion tracker where your finger is, and then it can sort of put two and two together and say, oh, where this person is tapping is where the button would be. Um, yeah, it almost seems uh, like, though, yeah. that's a separate sensor like you need yes. two things in there and that it, it didn't look like that's what that was I, I don't know it was just a dumb video but if, if you watch them i mean if, if they were they would hold down their finger ever like just for a little bit longer and... than you would think so just so that way it would register right so it if it is working i'm guessing that it it you couldn't you couldn't play games on this oh you no no probably no. do a lot of swiping on it it's just I I'd press this, book. I check my email. I'd read a book, answer some notification. I'd talk to it, answer Oh, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be irritating. Right? Like, here, I'm, I'm reading a book. I'm Please reading don't disturb a book me. and talking to you while I read this Open book. Open your arm up. I'm going to just hide this microphone, and then I'm going to start talking like this. Like this. It's got to be sideways, otherwise it looks like you're, you're doing something else. It's like this. Over. <laughs> And then That's I'll great. listen. I'll listen with this one, and I'll talk. I'll talk into this one, and then over. Very classy. <sighs> Has it been an hour? All right. Uh, I did finish The Martian. The next book I started reading, and I got this on Playbooks. It's called "Trust Me, I'm Lying" by Ryan Holiday. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm like a hundred and something pages into this thing now, and it. I can't even like read the internet anymore. Like, everything that is on the internet is somebody's ploy to extort somebody. Like, 
It's this dude that did PR for American Apparel and some other stuff. Uh, he was in a, uh, interviewed on a podcast I listened to a long time ago, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it talks about, like, back in the day he had a buddy that came out with a movie, so they made billboards for it. And then he went out and defaced these billboards, took pictures of it, and sent it to some blogs and was like, oh, my God, did you see? Th-? And, like, it started this whole thing and got him trapped. And, yeah, like, just these PR tricks. And it makes me... They bring up Gawker and BuzzFeed a lot and sites like that. And, like, after reading that, reading these these sites now, it, like, it makes perfect sense. We are such tools, you guys. Anyway. Yeah, if, if this at all is interesting to you, um, oh, another it's... good podcast is the No Agenda Show. So if, it, it does very similar things. Really? Yeah, uh, I've heard. Oh, I'm telling you. Is it good? Yeah, Matt's, Matt's not a listener of that. I'm not. I, I, just, I don't know. I have like my set of shows that I listen to, and it fills yeah. my driving time. So if I add a new show, I have to kill a show. So I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm lucky, and the shows I listen to just kill themselves, <laughs> and then I can add a show. That's sad. Uh, yeah. Um, it's life. Can I do a book pick? Oh, please. Do you have another one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my book pick again. I'm going to do two because that's how I roll. Because um, I have the, two the eyes. Name of... <laughs> the, so they're both by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, the name of the wind and the wise man's fear. It's book one and book two in a series. Um, they're amazingly good. Um, so you should check those out. Nice. Uh, Any how kind about you, Nick? Of... Do you have a book pick? Uh, I can't read. I'm, I'm sorry. I got nothing. Do you listen to next, books? Next book pick is One Fish, Two Fish. <laughs> Three Fish, Blue Fish. Green Eggs and Ham. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, man. Uh, Nick, you got any videos you've made recently you want to mention? Yeah, I, I did make a, a couple videos recently. I made one on how I essentially came to the decision of doing a factory reset on uh, my original Nexus 7 to Lollipop, you know, resetting it back to Lollipop. And uh, that fixed all my issues for there, so that's something to recommend. And another thing, um, I, I just ordered an HCC re-camera, and uh, I should actually be getting it sometime tomorrow afternoon, maybe evening at worst case, and I'm going to do an unboxing video on that. Nice. And the, re- yeah, the reason why I ordered it was it was $100 instead of $200 uh, on the HTC Hot Deal site, and normally it's 200 bucks, mm-hmm. But uh, over the the Black Friday through Cyber, Cyber Monday sale, I basically uh, uh, ordered it. You, you were saying? It, so. You were saying before you were so rudely distracted? Distracted, yeah. You ordered one or two? Sorry. I... Like, is, this, is this like just for you or yeah, somebody else in your family? <laughs> just for me. I see. That's cool, okay. man. That's cool. That's neat. It's probably going to be, like, the coolest thing ever, and we're going to be super jealous because we don't have any. It is not going to be the coolest thing ever. It looks so stupid. Um, I hope you – I hope you. I wish you as many hits in the world on your YouTube video, though. Ooh, and if that doesn't work out, I'll help you make a video that will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TechTheAndroids.com. That's our site. Check it out. We have an email address, and that address is – Show at attackoftheandroids.com. Damn, we're getting really good at this. Check out our site. Join us live. 
Uh, follow the Google Plus page, add that to your circles, and you will see when the show gets turned on and all that. Uh, usually in the evening, if you know what I mean. Uh, we have an IRC room that Eric uh, maintains there on Freenode, so check that out. It's all on the site at a tag of the androids.com. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh-huh. And we'll see you next week, maybe. Probably next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.